Hey, what's up? This is MP Radio. Always make progress, and we are your hosts, Fractal Biomechanics, Ankur Bhattacharji, and Sean Astorga, Amp Education on Instagram. This is the official podcast of Amp Performance Rehab's mentorship program for movement professionals, where we help you differentiate yourself by getting your clients faster and more long-lasting results. So Jacob, what's going on, man? Thank you for spending uh, some time with me on AMP Radio. Would you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself, who you are, uh, what you do, who you serve, any other information that would be uh, uh, useful for the conversation? <laughs> Absolutely. So I, my name is Jacob Urbis. I am a doctor of physical therapy. I currently live in Victoria, British Columbia. Um, I own my own practice called Apollo Performance Therapy, and I do both in-person sessions, uh, and then I also have an online component of my business where I do online coaching and rehab coaching for people. Um, I've been owning my own business for about three years now, and I specialize most, I started with CrossFitters, but now it's kind of morphed into more just active populations, um, athletes, CrossFitters, people that are looking to get into CrossFit or looking into getting into working out and just don't know where to start. So it's kind of melded into a a bigger category, but I definitely started with mostly CrossFit and weightlifters. Awesome, man. Is that uh, your background, like training wise? Uh, I played football in college and stuff like that. I played football and basketball in college. I uh, played every sport imaginable, uh, every sport available to me growing up anyway. Uh, and that's kind of where it got started. Um, I think I first lifted weights when I was like a junior in high school. I think it was maybe my first time. So like, weirdly enough, I got a lot better between my junior and senior year at sports. Uh, <laughs> Weird how that but, works. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird how that works. And then uh, in college, obviously, just continues with just like the football training and stuff. So cool. I had a weird combination of I would be doing football lifting workouts and then going to basketball practice and then kind of be going between the two and stuff. So it's it a weird combination. But uh, that's kind of where I, I started to enjoy that stuff a little bit more. But then it was during physio schools when I really got into the CrossFit side of things and started experimenting with that more. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, very relatable with the uh, weightlifting in high school. I was, uh, yeah. I was a really heavy eighth grade, like basically the same weight I am now, but a lot shorter. Yeah. Uh, I lost a shit ton of weight and I was playing basketball and football at 135 pounds. Freshman, freshman year, I would get just banged up everything yeah. I did. I was still like athletic, but like, just like little injuries here and there. And then I started yeah. lifting weights and I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. Like, I don't really get hurt as much. <laughs> I can like take yeah. a hit when someone bumps into me. Like, that's yeah. great. When, when I was in uh, eighth grade, I think I was five, eight, like one. 30 and then freshman year I was like 6'1 or 6'2 and like 145 so <laughs> had to had some had some uh, long gangly limbs to grow into yeah yeah that's it man <laughs> yeah the frame man doesn't support uh the, the yeah no uh what made you go the uh like the physio route versus like fitness or I don't know other other um training? so I have a different background with that than most I feel like most people it's because they got hurt and had to go through physio and like yeah yeah I did get hurt in high school I, I dealt with knee problems all through college and high school um during football and basketball but I was a terrible patient like, I think I went like two or three times and then stopped going <laughs> I, I, just, I was one of those guys um I just kind of dealt with it more so uh but actually I went into it because I was a biochemistry major um and I would always thought somewhere in the health field I didn't know where I knew I'd always kind of have to go to grad school at some point. And at the point of my finishing up my fifth year of football and kind of looking at where I needed to go, med school sounded terrible for another seven or eight years of my life. So I was, I was pretty done with school at that point. So turned out my undergrad was actually just starting a physio program. 
So I was the, I, so I applied to that. I had just enough time to get in my observation hours, get the application in, get all that stuff done. Um, so I got admitted into that. L luckily, I think, cause I had preference because I already went to the undergrad. So they were trying to get some, uh, same people in through the program. Right. Um, so I was the second class ever from my physical therapy program, which I'm super grateful for because they were very open to suggestions for from us for things that worked, things that didn't work, what we wanted to see more of, what we thought would help the classes coming up and stuff. So that was a very cool experience, kind of getting awesome. to yeah. witness that and kind of see it kind of get built from the ground up. But yeah, mostly it was just uh, I didn't want to go to med school and I figured this would be a easier route into Something I figured like, hey, I could work with athletes again. I can still see that fitness side of stuff. I can still do the fun stuff like that, but uh, not in such a drain on my life <laughs> time-wise <laughs> as far as school goes. Yeah, when we were uh, we were in PT school, uh, it was like attached to like Rutgers Medical School. And mm -hmm. on Fridays, we would play basketball with like the medical students. Like they were just a shared gym. So we would just play against them all the time. And like when you just said like they're like just they were just like drained all the time. Like we were too. Like don't get me wrong. It's not yeah, like it was like yeah. a breeze. But like yeah, just exactly. like the, they were just like like bags under the eyes. Like <laughs> very, very real. Yep. yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's just the thought of having to go to school and be learning for another dude forever. Seven years, eight years straight sounded like a lot. But then now I think about it, I'm like, I, would rather be learning than doing most things these days. You know, I love reading and taking courses and like stuff like that. So it's like a totally, it's weird how it shifts. Weird how it shifts, man. Yeah. I was uh, similar for me, man. Like I was like not a good student in high school and it was just like stuff I wasn't really interested in. And now it's mm -hmm. like, I'm like trying to budget time to figure out how I can do all of like the education and like learning and business learning, all that kind of stuff yeah. that I want to do. Yeah. Life, Luckily man. for me, I've always had a, uh, I've been very good at school without trying. People hate that about me because like I, I was a I was more of like the cram test taker like I would cram the night before and just like get through it and be fine and I've especially in high school I didn't have to try that hard in school but then college kind of came around that's more of a kick in the butt you're like oh I actually have to study a little bit then physio school is like oh I actually have to study a little bit in order to get through this but uh I have I've always been a pretty uh, laid back chill person so I've never been somebody that was too focused on especially in physio school I'm like I just need to pass and then I get my degree and I'm fine yeah. A lot of people in my class were not like that. And they were very focused on grades and making sure they got A pluses and everything and stuff like that. Just, I just need to pass. I need to know enough to get me through and move That's on. It. I took a very similar, similar approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you go like right from undergrad to PT school or was there mm -hmm. a break? You did? Okay. No break. Yep. I did five years of undergrad because I had five years of football because I redshirted. Okay. So I went right from, I had that basically my last semester of um, undergrad was basically all my prereqs that I hadn't finished yet for physio gotcha. school. So it was kind of like the last couple courses I needed. And then my one big biochem presentation, I kind of needed to do to get my degree in that. And that's basically my last semester. So. Awesome. Yeah. My, uh, my, my uh, PT school is very similar in terms of like, like stress level, like relative stress level, like for me it was like pretty low. Mm -hmm. um, and for other people, it was like the, uh, the extreme man. It's just, I don't know if it's like personality or what it is. I'm like, I kind of know what I know. It's got it. It's got to be part what of I it. Don't, yeah. But I'm all, yeah. Like you're saying, man, I'm like very laid back too. So it's just like stuff like I kind of know the level of like anxiety I should have, you know, cause I know my preparedness yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So like they, they tell us what they're going to ask us for the moment. Like we have a practical They They told us it's going to be on like these four or five things. We don't know which one we're going to have to practice or do, but they told you what they were. You practice them. You know what they are. Like it's going to be yeah. okay. It's like, yeah. That, It'd be like neuro, neuro PT was the big one. It'd be like yeah, people freaking out. And it's like, well, this quiz is worth 5% of your grade. Like 
if you get like, say you get a 70 on it, you know, you're only yeah. losing so little, you know, it's like, so how <laughs> right. much effort am I going to put into it? You know, maybe that's yeah. not the right, right approach to take. I don't know. That's how I think. Ex- about uh, yeah. It, it probably cost, wasn't really benefit, I, you know, <laughs> right. Exactly. There's, there's times where I was, I still now I'm like, man, I wish I would have like put more effort into studying like anatomy. And so, cause now I'm like, wait, what, where does that muscle attach? What, where, <laughs> is there a muscle there? And I think I kind of really think back about stuff, but, uh, so having that stuff a little bit more ingrained would probably be nice, but that's what Google's for these days. Exactly, man. Yeah. I was going to say, even with the anatomy, I remember like after gross anatomy was like our first class, like the cadaver lab, mm-hmm. like memorizing all the attachment points. Like I could like any PT student could do it. They just recite them. Like now I have mm-hmm. to like look this stuff up and now I, I think about it so differently. So like, I'm like always playing in the anatomy apps and looking at them in different angles and stuff. Yeah. So it's just funny to like think about it was, like, yeah, and before and now I just do it because I'm curious. <laughs> and that was kind of my problem with being like a crammer. Cause like I would, I I'm so good at memorizing stuff on a short-term basis, but it doesn't stick very well after mm-hmm. that. So I could memorize things in a night and have it down for like a week. And then it would kind of slowly filter as, well as you don't use it. Right. Cause you don't, you don't need all of that stuff necessarily. So it's just something that kind of slowly fades away. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. How, um, how far in your, um, your PT career did you start, uh, Apollo performance therapy? I was, two and a half years two years in I think um I saw what happened is I graduated and uh right after I graduated I got married to my now wife who is Canadian um and we were living apart she was in Canada I was in the states um so we we kick-started all that stuff because we had to get immigration going and things like that as well but um because I was planning to move to Canada so I worked in the states for about a year and a half at a clinic where I did my last um, internship and then I moved up to, we moved up to Victoria actually. And I had a job here for about, I think it might've been, it might've been close to a year before I kind of started it. Cause I was kind of getting frustrated with what things were looking like and what I was doing at the clinic and how people were getting helped and what healthcare just looks like in general, most of the time. So I, I figured there was a better way and I could kind of try to start to push it that direction. Cool. Did you always have plans to open your own uh, practice or business? Not really. No, like you said, I, I, all this stuff kind of just happened as I, as I kind of adapted and kind of saw how things were going. Um, I wasn't even interested in doing like Instagram or anything like that until like, I was like, people like, there's a lot of bad information out there. Like I'm, I'm wondering, like, even just my friends and family need to know better stuff. So I started even doing just a, a blog actually it was the first thing I did just on my own, just for like friends, family, whoever wanted to follow. Um, and then that kind of morphed into me reaching out to a CrossFit gym that was asking for personal trainers actually. And I was going to just do that as like a side thing, just for something fun on the side to get away from the clinic and stuff. And they were like, Oh, would you want to just do physio out of here? And I'm like, sure. It's so thing? Oh, wait. This is, <laughs> I guess so. So here we go. So I spent the next couple of weeks kind of figuring out the business side of stuff and getting that stuff set up and just jumped in basically. That's great, man. I think that's uh, the hardest part. A lot of people, especially like in the mentorship, like especially younger people are like, I want to start like a side hustle and I want to do these things. It's like, what advice do you have? And I'm like, honestly, just do just it, do it, just do do it. it. And then like you have, yeah, that's the hardest part is like committing to it. And then from there, you just got to be comfortable with kind of like figuring it out, you know, ultimately yep. like there's obviously principles and that kind of stuff, but the mm-hmm. biggest hang up, and I can even use myself as an example is I waited six months to open AMP full-time like it was like a little side thing for a while but to open full-time I was just planning and getting like my finances and all that kind of stuff in 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 line and then uh we opened March 
2020. And then I'm sure you know what happened March 2020 is uh, the whole world shut down. <laughs> so I'm like, well, shit, I just did all this planning and all this stuff. And it here we are. Matter. Right? It didn't even matter. Yeah. I could have yeah. just started six months earlier and been in a much better place and already had patients built a like a, a list, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then I would have been in a much better spot at that point. But I was just, you know, to me, it's all like fear, right? Like it's procrastination. Yeah. It's just like fear of failing kind of thing. So now when I look at those things, I'm just like, man, <laughs> just got to do it, you know? And that's yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't let the fear, like you can't be going for perfect with all this guy. Like that's what people want, right? They want it to be perfectly set up. They want to have an exactly an idea of what things are going to look like and what they're going to be doing. And like, really like you, you just got to, you just got to start and you got to figure it out as you go. Like for me, I was so slow right away that like, I spent most of my time just going to the gym to film content for Instagram and like hang out with the coaches and the members there. And like I had, a couple patients within a couple weeks and then like it kind of stuck from like two to six patients a week for a long time and then it kind of just slowly built from there um it was actually the same time when covid happened and the shutdowns happened um that's kind of when i mine actually grew because i started to see a lot more people just online like one-on-one telehealth stuff like that and they started to see like i was a little bit different than what they're used to seeing so uh that helps it was also helpful the fact that uh all clinics closed here like there was, everything was closed for like three months. So we had no income coming in or anything like that. Cause physio physical therapists in Canada are usually paid com, uh, on commission. So it's, so if you don't see anybody, you'll get paid is, is how it works. Um, so luckily I was an employee at the clinic I was at at the time. So I was getting like a very small chunk of like my, my normal percentage of what I would get paid kind of thing. Um, so we had that coming in, but being able to see people online was super helpful at that point to get a little bit extra coming in so that's kind of actually how I started getting my name out there more with the gym I would just show up to workouts in the last 10 minutes of a zoom workout and like hang around for people that had questions or things coming on so I started doing that on a daily basis um just to get my face in front of people more and it kind of like I said when things opened back up I had started to fill up pretty quick actually yeah that's 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 a good call did you was that your like idea to jump on the zooms or the gym's idea yeah it's mine yeah yeah. yeah, it was mine just to kind of get it like, because I just wanted to get my, like I said, get my face in front of more members because I can only, especially with working at the clinic, I could only go to the gym at certain times a day, right? So you'd only see the same people over and yeah. over again. It was hard to kind of get in front of those other crowd, the other parts of the crowd. Um, like I had a bunch of people get referred to me because my wife went to the gym and then worked out in classes and stuff. And like, she'd hear, overhear somebody talking about something like, oh, hey, like my husband's a physio here. And like, there's a physio here? Like, yes, yeah. yes, there is. <laughs> so, yes, step there one is. of marketing, right? They got to know you exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So that, that was the hardest part with, like you said, not moving to a brand new place, thousands of miles away from home, don't know anybody, mm-hmm. um, trying to get your name out there, get your face out there and meet people. Um, I'm a huge introvert at heart. So talking to people I don't know is stressful to my core. Yeah, so. <laughs> <on that. laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we found actually, so that, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was just gonna say that was the hardest part really was like pushing through that discomfort and kind of getting your face out there and stuff like that but once you start to do it it's just whatever you get used to it just get used to it right yeah yeah it's like uh it's less uh less scary you know it's like the more you do it you know (laughs) like I'm never gonna Mm -hmm. not be introverted like that's just who Mm -hmm. I am Mm -hmm. just got to accept it for what it is and then just take the steps you know that you gotta you gotta take but we actually found something very similar is like um like when I was in 
Chester more, like our, our bolt location where, where Monica is kind of uh, in charge now. Uh, mm -hmm. Like just being out on the floor when they had classes, like treating people, like when like seeing that, oh, this is this is Sean who you keep talking about. That's him. He's actually like a real person. And then they can yes. like see it. And then it's like, oh, it asks you questions. And it's like, okay, now there's like a humaneness to this. And like, they're like, oh, he's actually like, you know, he's kind of normal. So like, that's cool. It's not like this like medical person vibe. He's not going right. to tell me to stop exercising or training or doing the things I want. Um, mm -hmm. Super, super helpful. And it's just, yeah, like you said, man, getting comfortable. Like, I mean, that's like... I'm fine one-on-one, -on -one, like treating a patient is kind of like my element. Yeah. So it's like, I didn't even think about it in that capacity, but like putting yourself out there and just doing it, Monica taking classes, like she'll just take them at, like you said, various points at the day, you know, different days mm -hmm. of the week gets exposed to different people and they see her mm -hmm. as like, Oh, okay, cool. You're like in our community, but you're also someone who can help us. So, you know, it's, it's right. super helpful. Yeah. That was the biggest thing I think is people seeing, even when I started to go into classes and stuff like that, just people seeing that like, Oh, you actually do this stuff too. That's, especially in the CrossFit world, right? That's a, it's a, it's a huge thing for them is like you would hear, I'd hear story. I hear stories all the time of them going someone going somewhere and like them talking about an Olympic lift or something like that. And the physical therapist would have no idea what that even is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or like, well, what, what is that one again? Is it the one where like, like okay, well you obviously don't know. And then tell me, you're talking about gymnastics. <laughs> like, well, why do you need to, why do you need to do a muscle up? Well, because it's cool, first of all, and it's fun. Second of all, <laughs> that, that's it. That's the only reason. That's all I got. Yeah. And that's also a wrong question. It's like, how can yeah, I help ex you do a muscle up? Ex <laughs> like exactly. Yeah. It's like, as I always tell people, it's not my job to tell you what you can't do. Yeah. It's my job to help you do what you want to do. So like I said, whatever it is you want to do, we'll try to find a way to do, to do it. If it gets up where I can't help you do that, like we'll try to find somebody that can. Like it's just got to keep trying new, new things. It's never, there's never a point where I'm going to say, you can't do that or you should not be doing that at all or ever like ever is the big one for me. Like it can't be that black and white. I mean, maybe right now, maybe we'll take a break from it for a couple yeah. weeks, but like there's no reason why you need to block somebody from doing something they want to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. There's very few instances probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's very, 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 I see very few reasons where that would be the case unless there's some serious life threatening event <laughs> or something yeah. that would be at risk. Yeah, no, hundred percent, right. man. Um, you uh, you mentioned it before that during like uh, when the world kind of shut down for a bit, uh, you had started uh, your online. Uh, I guess I'll just call it like the online part of your business. Is that like a fair thing mm -hmm. to say? What um what yeah. like, what does that look like? So then it was mostly just telehealth, like one on one, face to face consults. We'd do some exercise with them, then I'd um, send them home stuff to do basically. And then that morphed into me using something like true coach to actually provide their home exercise program. And I would just meet with them every couple of weeks. Um, and I would just update their true coaches, like their home exercise program. And then that morphed into me not even doing the phone calls with them and them just paying me to just program for them. And then that's kind of how it kind of morphed into more of like, that's now more so the side of the business. So it's mostly just online rehab and coaching or it's strict. I give them, I, we do a consult together, either whether it's one-on-one -on -one in person or uh, over zoom or something. And then I build out a personalized program for them and I update it weekly or bi-weekly depending on what they have going on and what they need. Um, but we kind of build it up that way. And then I get feedback from them every week and update as needed. Um, I have a hybrid option where basically they just pay a monthly membership for the programming as well as however many sessions they want in that month at a slightly discounted rate. And they just pay for it all at once. And then when they come in for their session, it's already been paid for and I can just give them a receipt for reimbursement and stuff like that. Um, because in Canada, it does work a little differently as far as insurance and stuff goes. Like it's basically everything is cash pay is kind of the way to think about it. 
Okay. Um, if you, whether you have insurance or not, I set my price and you have to pay my price. doesn't matter what you have for insurance or anything like that. Or if you don't have insurance, it's all kind of the same. And then whatever your insurance you have will cover a certain percentage of it is basically how it works. So, um, so it's nice. I can, if I set my price to $400, they would just get probably like 80 bucks of that covered is what most insurance things are. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they would get that, the same that's amount. similar to the U S <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they get like the same amount covered no matter what, basically a lot of them are, a lot of them are like 80% up to a certain amount kind of thing. Um, so that is the other nice thing here is that it is easy for people to get reimbursement and stuff like that from one-on-one sessions, because it's, it doesn't matter if it's, we just worked out, if we are face-to-face, if we're on zoom, they can use that for to get reimbursed through their insurance and get some of that money back. So that's been a very nice thing to have for some people that have good benefits and stuff. We can do that hybrid option and they get the best of both worlds. They can get the in-person stuff as well as the online side of things. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So I, then, I've, I mean, this is probably a dumb question because how else would it work, but the, the hybrid, they have to be, I'm assuming they're just local people, right. That, that you've worked with. Yeah. They, well, they have to be in BC. So it's similar to the how States works where um, you can't do telehealth can't be physical therapy unless they're in the state where you're licensed yeah, kind of thing. Gotcha. Same idea. They have to be within BC. So I, I do have people like I'm on Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island. So I'm on an Island, uh, but I do have people like in Vancouver and stuff over in the big city that like we do the same thing um, where I'll just do like a monthly video chat with them basically is how it turns out. Um, like I said, it does just make it a little bit cheaper for them because they can get that portion of it reimbursed back through their insurance. So it helps them out a little bit, helps me out a little bit because it makes it easier for me to actually get feedback from them sometimes. You know how people are there. Some people are great at it. Some people aren't. So yeah, yeah, it's, awesome. it's harder for them to it's harder for them to ignore me when I'm looking at them and talking to them. <laughs> yeah. It would be a little weird. <laughs> it would be. That'd yeah. be a little weird. Um, so, uh, you and I face, uh, similar issues because we are both, uh, business owners, but we are also, uh, the treating clinician, right. In our, in our own businesses. Uh, so what are some of like the, I guess, I'm going to say like issues that you face in that regard, maybe like organizing time or like focusing on building clinical skills versus business skills, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for me, for sure, it's just being really efficient with my time. I have not. (laughs) <laughs> to put it lightly I'm just not so like that for me that's like the biggest struggle is just making sure that I'm I'm prioritizing stuff and making sure I'm getting the things done that you can it's it's super easy to fall into just doing the day-to-day stuff that you need to do no matter what like it's to fall into doing notes and sending emails to clients and checking in and like doing programming like that could take up all the hours of the week for me if I let it yeah but I need to make sure that I set time aside for both life family things um but as well as just like business stuff, there is like, there's a time where like the website needs to be updated because we got fully new branding stuff. We got new colors, we got new logo, like that needs to happen. It's been two months already. Like I need to set time aside to do that kind of thing. Um, so for me, it's, it's definitely that side of stuff. It's making sure you're not letting the day-to-day stuff like overtake everything. You have to set stuff. You have to set time aside for the business development stuff to make sure that you're updating things as you go to update your services, to update, your knowledge so you can serve your clients better, right? That needs to happen. Otherwise it's just going to be, it's going to get stale. You're going to get, it's, you're still going to burn out, right? Which is the main reason people want to start their own businesses that they want to avoid that feeling of like burnout or that they're stuck somewhere. And if you just keep doing the same thing day to day, that's exactly how it happens. It doesn't matter whether it's your business or somebody else's. Yeah, that's very true. I think it's uh, it's the E-Myth 
Emith revisited yeah. one of the books though, but where he talks about that, right? You, you like you go out on your own for a certain reason, and then you just become like an employee to yourself, and you're doing, yep. you know, yeah, you want to create a business, not a job, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's again, that's that happens very quick if you don't have systems in place to yeah. help delegate some of that stuff or help to like take some of that load off. Because again, like you said, you get it, it's easy to get into the same like golden handcuffs idea where it's like, oh, I like I'm. I feel like I'm I, for me right now, personally, I have like about 16 hours worth of in-person appointment slots open every week, uh, maybe 18 anyway. Um, but I, there is people that still want to get in outside of those on full. And I'm at the point now where I, I used to always just say, yes, I would just say, yeah, sure. I can squeeze you in here. I can squeeze you in there. And what would happen is that all of a sudden my day would turn into a six hours at the clinic with an hour break and then six hours at the gym. And like, I would have no time for literally anything else um, when I was doing both. But now it's like, I have to get home because we don't have childcare for our eight month old son. So I'm like, I have to get home and watch my son. Sorry. Can't. Yeah. Is See it you later. Is. You want to schedule? It's it's my hours. Get in there. Yep. If you didn't, if you didn't book in in time, it's, that's not my fault. And as healthcare providers, we tend to be, we're very empathetic, right? So we are very like concerned, like in helping people and like trying to make sure we're doing it as much as we can to help them. And that is exact. I'm a people pleaser through and through. So like, I will do whatever I can to help somebody out if it, if it, no matter what it costs me. And I've started to, especially lately get, it gets way easier when I have a good excuse, like a baby at home. It's so much easier. <laughs> no one's <laughs> arguing with that one. <laughs> Nobody's arguing with me. And it's like, it's so much easier for me to be like, no, sorry. If you don't have, if you didn't book a time and like, I can't, I can't help you. I'll let you know if somebody cancels, but like, I don't have time. So it's been, it's been good in a couple regards because it also adds ups the, um, the, the demand. Right. So now I'm booking out yeah. three weeks in advance and things like that. Cause I have that limited capacity to pick people. So um, yeah. people know that and they're actually booking their appointments ahead of time instead of waiting till last minute. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it kind of like you set the the tone, right. For what you, what you want and the expectation. Um, mm -hmm. I'm very, I mean, not, not now I'm a lot better with it, but I was very guilty of something very, very, basically the same thing you just said. Someone wanted to come in. Oh yeah. 630 in the morning. Let's do it. And now I'm like, why did I do that? Like, if, yeah, that was a I, terrible if idea. I was literally like, how about 8am, you know, when we open, they probably would have yeah. just said yes. Right. It's just like, no, right. why am I? <laughs> yeah. I used to do the same exact thing. And it's, it's been, I hate, I, I, I like mornings, but I like mornings because it's quiet in my house. Everybody else is still sleeping. I can get some stuff done by myself. That's why I like mornings. I don't like waking up early to go to a loud gym and like deal with people that early. Like I said, I'm an introvert. I need that me time <laughs> in the morning. It's like, yeah, I'd rather start, random, like, I'd rather start at eight or nine. Like if I can start yeah. eight or nine, I'm going to do that every day. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. That's funny, man. I think I was telling, I think it was you, I was, was telling about, right. Like we were talking about whether it was last week or two weeks ago about, uh, just like I, I would have so much trouble like with my schedule because like I'd have like a patient in the morning and I have like a mentorship call. Was I don't know if that was you. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, uh, I don't it, think so. Yeah. Then it was like a group call for like the mentorship program. Then I'm like got to write a bunch of follow-up emails for and like one day I'm like my mind is like all over the place and it's just yeah. like I end up like you're like master of none in that situation, right? I'm like yep. get half my effort here, half my effort here. It's just like not, not really, really helpful. Um, yeah. Recently I started working with a new uh, like business coach. And one of the things I like that he keeps saying, one, he's a healthcare practitioner. So it's very helpful because he's doing what, you know, what I'm trying to do. But um, like I know on Monday, 12 to one, we are working on, it's like marketing for our business. Tuesday is sales for our business. 
Thursdays, 12 to, to two, we're all working on our business. So it's like dedicated time that like I already have in my schedule. It's planned. Like I know it's going to happen because otherwise it's very, mm-hmm. like you said, to just like, all right, I got to follow up with these patients, send them their program. I got to upload this and do this. And like those days yes. while, while they are necessary, right? Of course you got to fulfill like on the, you know, what the service of the business is, but like the actual building of the business then takes a second, you know, backseat and it makes yeah. it very hard. It's, it's very hard to be efficient when you are bouncing between tasks, you know, yeah. and like every business book or coach in the world is going to tell you that, but until you actually experience it, you don't, I don't think you really understand. Like, like I, I always have emails to send. I always have home programs to send. I always have clients to follow up with. It's just like, I can't just be, I can't answer that text or that email right now. I will do it when I set time aside, just answer emails and texts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it needs to be a separate thing. Cause otherwise, again, I, I'm very, I'm very low attention to anything so like as soon as my attention gets pulled one way like it's so hard for me to get back especially with things like with programming for online clients i think we've talked about that a little bit it's like it's an efficiency thing for me it's just if i get distracted a few times throughout i have a four-hour block every friday to just for programming but if i get distracted a a few times within that for whatever reason like i end up getting like very little of it done and ends up pushing through the weekend and stuff like that which is fine but not ideal obviously i'd like to spend my weekend doing weekend things with my family um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's limiting those distractions and making sure like I, my phone is locked in my lockbox. I can't look at it. I'm not answering messages. I'm not answering emails. I'm not, re- I'm not responding to people's comments on workouts. I'm literally just programming your next week or two weeks. That's it. And then I'll come back later and do the other stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, one other thing you were, you were in, um, like the honey badger program, right. With Frank Benedetto. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So one thing at a time I didn't value, uh, cause I wasn't at a place to like in, in my business, but like the weekly planning and the, uh, I think, uh, MIT, right. Most important thing that that was Frank yep. too. Right? Yep. Most like identifying those things. Like, it sounds like, so like, Oh my God, no, like no shit. I should have been doing that. Mm-hmm. But, like, just like in terms of like organizing like the week and like batching my time and like knowing what I need to focus on, what's secondary tertiary, all those types of things has been like tremendously helpful as like time becomes, you know, more, uh, mm-hmm taken up, I guess, is more valuable for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think being in the honey badger project was, was the second, the other big thing besides like that simple business, like I said, it's super simple, but like the second side of that that makes it work is the accountability side of it. Right. Yeah. Cause I remember in like group calls with, the, with all the coaches and stuff, the first thing, if you said like, Hey, I'm struggling like to get this stuff done or like, I don't have enough time or whatever that the first thing they would ask you is how's your sleep been? Have you been working out? How's your mental, like, are you, are you doing stuff you enjoy? Is your, how is you're doing your morning and nighttime routines? Are you scheduling your, your week? If you're not doing any of those, he goes, okay, go figure those out first. And then when, when you get that stuff, you're able to come back and like, let me know how it's feeling. Yeah. Cause like, those are the things that matter, right? Like we can't, can't be burning the candle at both ends at all times and expect to be productive or efficient or help be able to help people. Your brain's going to be mush. Yeah. You're shot, man. Yeah. And yeah. No, everything is uh, like the business, right? It's a reflection of me. AMP is a reflection of me and like the habits I have. So if I'm like scheduling a meeting with Monica and I come in 15 minutes late, like every single time, she's going to be like, okay, here's the culture, right? We can be 15 minutes yeah. late to a meeting. It's like, all right, well, no, that doesn't work. You know? So yeah, like, yeah. taking care of yourself and making sure all the, it's like anything, right? Making sure all those needs are met uh, has positive carryover, I think to mm-hmm. probably most things. Yeah. I want to say mm-hmm. everything have a hard time taking that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta be about it. If you're going to, if you're going to preach it, you gotta be about it. Gotta be about it, man. Yeah. You gotta be about it. Uh, Jacob also you mentioned earlier about like learning and like continuing education and that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Um, any like good business or like clinical courses that you have uh, taken recently? Yeah. So um, business, I just got out of the Honey Badger project maybe six months, a year ago, maybe. Well, maybe it's less than that. That was actually super helpful business-wise because of like the systems they help you put in place. And like I so said, the checks that help for just like figuring out your marketing and like who your client is you want to see and like how to build your business. And when it originally started, I think when you and I were both in it, I think it was very much geared towards like just the online side of stuff and like building a, like a digital business basically. But they have, he has since morphed into more of like you do build whatever kind of business you want, first of all. So like I was one of the first like hybrid clinics that was in there that was kind of melding the two together, doing in-person and online kind of as one offering. Uh, but that is a much bigger thing. But again, like having somebody on your side and I don't care really what the business is, as long as it's somebody that you align with and is doing the thing you want to do, I think is perfect. But like, Honey Badger Project was great for me just with, I, I aligned with the coaches really well and I got along with them really well and they're kind of my same mindset and stuff. So that was, that was big for me back when I did it. Um, yeah. I, like amp I don't know how, oh, sorry. Yeah. I cut you off. No, go ahead. No, I took the was... wrong time to cut you off. I, I wasn't even trying <laughs> to like lead to this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but um, I was going to say is like how, um, at least when I was in it, like this is going back to 2020. So it, it may have changed a lot. Like the modules, I liked how like to the point they were and they were very yep. like, tactical like here here is here it is like go and do it like we'll help yep. you however we can like i really it's value a, that it's a three minute video if you have any questions tell me no do this one thing then come yeah. back three, <laughs> yeah, three minute video simple. now go spend 10 hours thinking about this i'm like yeah <laughs> i'm actually going through like some of like the the marketing stuff again because i have oh. access to like the, the old like original stuff so like i'm actually going through the course for the marketing stuff again and the sales stuff i revisit super yeah. frequently because that's it needs a lot of reminding for that kind of stuff but yeah i have the, um, like um the template they had I yeah I forget his name it's been a really long time um it's on the blank but anyway there igor? Was like, yeah 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 igor that's yeah, it. igor yeah, yeah. Aw, he was awesome yeah cool dude um but I, I yeah don't like, just, i don't think he's with them anymore but um i think he's with just now he's with the online personal trainer academy oh, john, goodman. john goodman i think yeah. he's just with them i think he, I think he does their he's in their mentorship as their sales coach now Oh, cool. Yeah. But we sure. have anyway, like, it's just like the questions, like flow of it. Like, yeah. it's just like good reminders, so handy. Like good, good yeah. reminders. You so know? handy. Yeah. Um, yeah. As far as clinical, like I said, I just finished up the AMP mentorship, which was for me, I think it was huge to, again, it comes back down to basics, right. And being really, really good at like the basics and the fundamentals of biomechanics and how people move and how we're loading certain areas of the body. And I think that's, it's something that has helped me, really narrow down it, it helps me stay a little bit more focused with each client so i'm i've been doing a lot better of like you said exercise selection has been has been big i think and it, it takes experimentation obviously to get like really good at this stuff as everything does and you're never going to be right on the first time with everyone but um it's been super helpful from the frame of being able to better have an overall idea of what's going on with with a client and have a good idea of how you expect them to move compared to how they actually move and then um, being able to kind of like reverse tinker that right and kind of come back from the other side and like really look at that from the other way and be able to pick out very th things that you expect should give them a lot of improvement in a very short period of time. Um, so that's been super helpful for me, especially with me starting to get a little bit more known in the area. I'm starting to get a lot more clients that are a little bit more complicated, have a little bit more complicated stuff going on um right away it was the classic oh my shoulder hurts from snatching like cool that's pretty simple we could probably fix that pretty quick but uh 
now I'm starting to get people that are a little bit more like shoulder, neck, hip, foot, knee, everything <laughs> all at once hurts. Right. And like, it's been yeah. going on for years and like that kind of stuff. So having a way that you can look at the entire body and kind of get an idea of how they might be moving or where they might be loading all the time and stuff like that has been, has been great from that side. So I can one, explain it to them. So they actually have an answer for what might be going on or how we can start to address it. Um, but then also just getting a game plan in place. Cause those are the kind of clients that I was having the most problem with before, before the mentorship for sure was the people that were coming in like four things going on. And I didn't know which <laughs> one to start at. Like I had great plans for like each joint individually, but how do we address like, this all at once with like two or three exercises. And now I feel like I have a much, much better starting point with those people to at least start to experiment and see if we can find something to get them going in the right direction. No, that's awesome. I'm glad, I'm glad that it was helpful in that capacity. I didn't mean that to be like a, a leading question to this. No, yeah, I know. Yeah. But that <laughs> it was, it been, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But that has been, it has been super helpful. Um, that's funny. I think in the other, I think the other big clinical things for me that have been the most beneficial have been, um, anything from the Institute of Clinical Excellence, just because yeah. that's how I treat. Um, it, like they preach fitness health forward. They preach being good at manual therapy, which is what people come in for. Like no matter how you look at it, like you can be as exercise based as you want, but most people expect some type of hands on something when they come in for physical therapy. So like, if you're going to, if you're going to have to give it to them, you might as well be worth something doing it. Right. Um, but like I said, I, I, they, they align with all of my values. They're actually the reason I originally started CrossFit. They're the reason I awesome. start, I kind of like still wanted to start my practice the way I do with hour long sessions and like how I kind of structure things, how I structure my assessments, um, all that stuff. So for, for, I think their like clinical management of fitness athlete course, like their essential foundations should be, a, everybody should have to take that in physical therapy school. Yeah, like you're, you're down. like not the first person to, I, this told me that yeah. you're probably like, I think, honestly, like that, like, it's been like a lot of people. There. It's, it's, it's extremely well done. You have access to it forever. So they've updated it like four times. I took it probably, I took it like when I just got out of school. So like almost five years ago and like, they just kind of just started putting it out and like, they've updated it probably four or five times since then. Every year they do like a big overhaul and like update, update evidence, update research, update slides, like all this stuff. And I've taken it every time they've updated it since then, just like followed along with the current course, the current cohort that was going in. Um, and every time I get more out of it, um, even just like watching the, the weekly recaps or could they have the meeting and stuff like that and just having them answer questions that like the simple questions, but like they have very good answers and they are, they said they're very evidence-based. So like nothing there is rooted in, they, they preach a lot of CrossFit, but there's a reason for that. There's a lot of evidence to back high intensity exercise and the benefits of it, the benefits of strength training um, yeah. for everybody, right? There's, there's no population that wouldn't benefit from getting stronger. It doesn't mean that's the answer for all problems, but it does, yeah. it will benefit them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That, um, I've actually never taken, taken, uh, any of their coursework. It's something like, I don't even know why. Um, cause everyone like speaks so highly of their, yeah. their, their programs. Yeah. Um, I think I'm at, I think I'm at seven or eight courses from them right now. And I think I, there's like two or three more I still want to take. I still haven't taken like their extremity course. Um, they just actually started a dry needling course, which I'm whatever here nor there about, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, like they're, they're, um, like you said, they, every course you go to they're on the, it's a Saturday, Sunday course, typically most, most courses. And every Saturday after the, after the day, you're doing a group workout. It's going to be a CrossFit oh, style cool. workout, yeah, yeah. which is a nice like introduction for a lot of people that have never experienced it. But, um, like you said, they're practicing what they preach, which is where I kind of said, be about it. Like they all preach fitness to every course you go to, whether it's a manual therapy course, talking about spinal manipulation, 
they're going to be talking about how, okay, we did this, got a little extra motion, but how do we keep it? Okay, we got to load it. How do we load it? Here's some exercise progressions. Here's how we load this. Here's how we program for it. Here's how you build it into a Metcon or here's how I build into some conditioning with it. Like they get through that entire thing in every course they do. Um, like I said, there's no client that walks through your door that doesn't need more fitness or more strength or more just ability to be a healthy individual. So be healthy. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I think a lot of the manual therapy stuff uh, fits in really well with like, at least the way that like, like I think about my role as a, as a PT. So if I'm thinking mm-hmm. about things like, okay, where has there has this person lost space in their body? I can't get it mm-hmm. back with exercise. I can create an expansive situation with my yep. hands. It's so easy. Right. And then like, okay, now we can like relate that to the exercise and just like, it just scales from there. Um, mm-hmm. I know that's been helpful for me with manual therapy instead of just being like, yeah manual therapy sucks. Something hurts. You just rub it. Like, you know, it's like, no, it's not really like that. It's like, there's actually yeah. like, could be a thought process. There's a goal. <laughs> yeah, there's right? a goal there. That works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just, I'm not just needling everybody that walks through my door just to needle them. Like either one, they, they say it helps them every time they get it. So it's a pretty good reason to do it by itself. You know, it's just patient expectations. Yeah. Um, but also like they said, in my experience, there's certain things where it has been very helpful to give them some short-term pain relief and some improved like range of motion. So it's like, if I can do something for 10 minutes and it gives them less pain and more mobility and so we can actually go out to the gym and do stuff, like I'm going to do that all day, every day. I don't really care what the evidence is, honestly. Like if it helps them that much in that shorter time, even if it's short term, I'll, I'll take it. Cause guess what? It's going to give us another step forward in the right direction. So. Yeah. hundred percent. Whenever I think of manual therapy and like cupping, people love to like go off about cupping. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had this one patient going way back. He is a, he was a college student who was going into the police academy, fell snowboarding, had a screw put into his shoulder. People aren't going to watch this video, but like, I'm going to show it on video. This was him elevating his shoulder. Everything he oh, did, yeah. pain yeah. with everything. Couldn't do a push up, couldn't do anything. Literally, yeah. we would put a cup on his arm, 10 mm-hmm. seconds. He would just move it around, take it off. And like his motion would be enough that we could like train and do start stuff. Doing- like over time, it just like got better and went away. Like, I don't know if it would have just gotten better without that, but I'm like, right. Why have the dude suffer for an yeah, hour training? Exactly. It hurts. And he has three degrees of motion. If I can get him like 10 times the amount in like five seconds, like I'm going to do it a hundred percent. Like I can't think yeah. of a reason not to, you know? Yeah. And it's uh, like you said, it's, that's the biggest thing is like, you can't, I tell all my clients this all the time. It's like, it doesn't matter what, I or anybody else does to you hands-on wise with you laying on the table, the changes are sure going to be short-term. Like there's nothing there that we can do physically to you. That's going to make this last forever and make this completely go away. Right. You still need to do some work in order to make that like stay and make that lock in. So again, like making sure they understand that yeah. helps a lot, I think, because then they won't, because again, you, the classic is like when I was working at the clinic, you get the person be like, Oh, well, I was pretty sore after exercise last night. Can we just like do massage today? Eh, no, but no. <laughs> you can do some, but like, that's, that's going to be it. <laughs> you can do it for a couple minutes, but it's definitely not going to be the whole time. But yeah, that's true. And just setting the, the expectation, right. And like the narrative, I'm not telling the dude, I'm putting this cup here to break up adhesions in your arm. Right. It's just exactly. like, hey, yeah. we're going to get a little motion out of this. We've already seen it works. Like, it takes five seconds. Yeah. You cool with that? Might as well do it. I mean, if he says no, yeah. okay, fine, then suffer for. <laughs> yeah, I, I get asked that constantly, especially with needling and stuff like that, because that it's huge out here. Like the, it's called IMS, intramuscular stimulation. It's like kind of a, it's kind of a dry needling take on acupuncture. Basically, the inventor was from Vancouver out here, so it's like you're kind of expected to do it if you're a physio out here. Everybody kind of wants needling for the most part. Um, 
but same thing everybody asked oh how, why does this work i'm like nobody really knows it's just like it's it's resetting the nervous system let's just call it that it's just giving you a window where things feel different it's kind of like your left arm hurts if i punch you in the right arm you probably won't be thinking about your left arm much it's kind of <laughs> it's changing the way things feel for a short period yeah 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 uh, it's interesting when i uh we can't dry needle in new jersey uh well mm -hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what the actual regulation is now. We were allowed to for a while, then they took it away. Sure. And then now it's like back, but there's like strict, like, I don't know. You got to climb up like a giant mountain to just like do it again. Yeah. We just haven't been doing it. Um, but I was uh, trained by it's the course is Dr. Ma's integrative dry needling and it's yep. acupuncture based like the meridians mm -hmm. and seeing all that stuff you know and it's yeah like, so integrated dye needling like yeah it's it's gonna be very similar to ims similar. yeah that's what it made me think yeah. of when you said that yeah but i think of it yep. like now too also from like okay this muscle is eccentrically oriented i need to create a concentric orientation here how can i do mm -hmm. that okay like trigger point dry needling kind of makes sense to me in this situation or the opposite yep. right like you have a concentric situation how can i get this muscle to relax relax right yep. it's like i do i do almost exclusively dry needling with like electrical stimulation yeah, um 100%. it's way more it's way more comfortable for people it's way less soreness afterwards the reason people get sore after needling is because of like the, trying to find trigger points right like the threading of the needle in and out like that's what makes people crazy sore especially if you're doing a lot of different areas so for me just like getting close enough put the machine on there and then get it to just like pump the muscle and get some blood flow through there like has been game changing as far as people's comfort with it. Cause I've had people that like swore off needling and never wanted to get it again. And I talked them into it a little bit cause I thought it would help, yeah, um, but they were totally fine afterwards. Like they're like, Oh yeah, it actually feels way better. Like it's not what I was expecting at all. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> yes. Yeah, That's yeah. the goal. You should not be more sore after getting something like this. You should feel a little bit better if anything. No, that's great. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, the other course too, I was going to say when you were mentioning, uh, like the ice courses, um, and PT students should have to take them all, uh, is, uh, rehab to perform their blueprint. Yeah. So they're, they're even their online foundations courses actually was the other one I was going to say is for yeah. me, like, cause again, that's been my biggest issue is not having like systems or thought processes or frameworks kind of built out. And like, even that course was huge for, for that, just giving me like the phases of rehab, like we got these buckets we're trying to fill like at certain time, you know, I mean, things like that, like just simple things like that, that helps your thought process so much about like, yeah. it takes you away from like, what exercise do you, does this person need to do to like, what is my goal here? What am I trying to how accomplish? Can I, yeah. How can I accomplish that? It doesn't matter really, as long as it accomplishes that. Like, um, and again, even though ice, they preach that all the time. It's like, if somebody has a knee problem, I don't really care what squat you give them. They probably need to squat in some way, shape or form right? They need to lunge, they need to squat, they need to do something that loads the knee at some point in their rehab. It probably doesn't matter what it is. It needs to be something that they can tolerate and then you can start to progressively like load over time and kind of progress. Yeah. That's it. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. <laughs> <laughs> like what can you load today? What can you start with? Work yeah. up from there. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. I took the rehab to perform. Uh, when did I take it? I'm going to say 2021. Like they had one in New York. Uh, and I was like, man, I wish that this something like this was around when I had first graduated. Like it's such yep. a good to just get like, to not even like to like emulate it, just to get your thought process, like train your thinking, like, like mm -hmm. literally like have a thought process that you are going to just like build off of and like grow from and like it applies to everything. Right. It's just like, then you just have to figure out here's where we're at. Here's where we need to go. Like, how can I right fill the gap? And it's like, it, it could be that easy, you know, for, for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we, we tend to make things a lot more complicated than they need to be yeah right like it doesn't it doesn't need to be complicated all the time it can be pretty simple and you can see a lot of success with that 
Yeah. Yeah. And even if like your thought process, right, your thought process could be like super deep, super involved, but when you get it to like the level of the patient, it's, it's going to look like basic stuff, right. Or most likely it's going to look like basic stuff in a lot of instances. Mm -hmm. That's another, like, I think misconception that, uh, if you just look on social media about how certain people, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially the, yeah, you said the breathing drills and the biomechanics stuff and things like that. Like, yeah, it's, it's not nearly as complicated as people make it out to be. And it's not, doesn't need to be as complicated for the patient either. Like no. I tell them all the time, like we're just over-exaggerating a position that we're going to be trying to do when you stand up. That's it. It's like, yeah, simple as that. Just, you're going to feel a lot of abs. Cool. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. Let's six, move on from there. More exercise. Here it comes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, Jacob, I do have to get running in like seven yep. minutes. Um, okay. Anything that we did not talk about that you uh, are just dying to get off your chest? I feel like I'm, a I'm interviewing a patient now, like the subject of it. Yeah. <laughs> Anything we didn't yeah. talk about, that's when they tell you about the eight other body parts that hurt, you know? You're, You're like, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I got, I got nothing off the top of my head that needs to be needs to be out there. Awesome, man. No, well, I uh, really appreciate your time. Uh, and I'm glad that you went through the mentorship program because it's been good uh, getting to know you. Um, yeah, and I'm sure we will uh, we will be talking soon at some we'll, point. We will be talking. Yeah, for sure. We'll awesome, be in touch. Man. All right, I'm hitting the stop button now. All right. <laughs>